French fried potatoes. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four, five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes, more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, DJ. Welcome to episode... I know the numbering has been wrong. 462. It's 220 something. I don't yeah. know. I, I've, I've really lost it at this point. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Uh, we're here on a Tuesday. It's still technically morning. It's yeah. 1140 <clears throat> something. Early. 1147. Uh, yeah. Uh, soon to be uh, at noon on a Tuesday. Um, I still haven't really watched anything. I'm still, uh, as I talked about last week, <coughs> the, the... You're all up in the football Yeah, phase. my... <laughs> I, get, I get my little health reports from <laughs> my phone every Sunday. And, uh, the last two weeks, I haven't... Was it... I guess I... I don't know what day. Anyway, my last report was uh, my phone is very concerned. Because most of the time when I'm sitting here, because uh, my usage was up 38 hours. Yeah. 38 I, I, hours. I have that from time to time, too. Uh, I'd be like, it, well, was a, it, was a, it was like either super hot all fucking week or, you know. Well, what happens with me, the thing that really kills it is that I keep my phone on my little charge stand. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing other stuff, I have my drafts up. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just on all the time. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm not trying to make an well, excuse. I'll, like, I'll, I'll straight like, up say sometimes, like, like it's, it's 100 degrees out or it's feeling 100 degrees. My ass is on the couch all day. Sure, sure. I'm flipping through the news. Sure. I like, it's, it's not like I'm just playing Candy Crush for 12 fucking hours. Right. I'm watching the news. I'm watching a movie. I'm reading something, you know, it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure that makes it any better, but that's yeah. that's a good, that's a good part of the reason why. And I also uh, I don't know if it counts. Does it count the time? It can't. That would be ridiculous. It can't. It doesn't count the time when, like, if I've got a podcast going on my phone and it's going over my my Bluetooth. That's not it, counting as screen time, it right? It might. I don't know. If it does that would be move. that would be some bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's like when it tells me, like, you didn't take nearly enough steps today. I'm like, I don't always have you in my pocket, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> What's wrong with you, fatty? So well, do, you, do you want me to step away from the phone or not? <laughs> I put you down. You tell me I didn't walk enough. I keep you in my pocket. You tell me I'm using the screen too much. Son of a bitch. Just technology. Yeah, how about you just us. go fuck yourself, phone? <laughs> Stop telling me what to do. How about you mind your business? I'll mind mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the, that and also I'll, I'll, a lot of times, um, I'll be doing something on the laptop and have, and I'll put the laptop up on the TV and then I have, uh, cause a lot of the podcasts are on YouTube and I'll have that on. And then that's definitely counting mm-hmm. because the screen's actually on. Uh, but again, whatever it's, uh, um, it's that time of year. I think I'm. Including the ones I finish and the ones I have going, I'm around 50 drafts on uh, oh, Underdog. <laughs> uh, most of them are the, like I was talking last week, you do like the 12-team, three bucks, winner gets 
20. So, like, you kind of shotgun those. You, you only need to win four or five, and you kind of at least... Yeah. You, you only win, need to win a couple, and you basically will get your money back. Yeah. Um, and then there's the one big tour, the million-dollar tournament, and then there's the smaller, like, 200... I've entered the smaller tournament a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but I really like the the slow draft, which is there's, uh, and that's what they, uh, almost exclusively that's what I've done is the slow drafts, which is eight hours per pick. You have up to eight hours. Wow. It happens a lot faster than that. But like, mm-hmm. if you got to go to work, yep. you know, and you only check your phone once, like there's usually a pretty big flurry right around now mm-hmm. of like, you'll see, you'll start Lunch to break. see. Lunch breaks. Yeah. Time, you'll yeah. start to see the picks move up the board because you can always see like how far away you are in any given draft. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, I'm one pick away in, like, five drafts, so those will probably all bump up within the next half hour. Uh, and then, of course, like, six to eight o'clock, it's pretty, it goes pretty quickly. But a draft takes about a week um, to do an eight, a full 18-round draft. But it's fun because you can really plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be like, ah, uh, and you don't, pan- you don't panic snag anyone. However, <laughs> with this many drafts going, I have twice, like, made huge fuck-ups where... I was waiting for a certain player in one draft, and then one that was below it bumped over it, and I was like, oh, that guy's still available, and I took him, and I was like, shit, I just took that guy like 12 picks early (laughs) on a team I didn't even need him on, you know, like, I've done that, so I've only done that really twice. That's not bad considering that many drafts going. (laughs) Um, there's still absolutely no excuse for it. I mean, I get confused on who's on my team with the two drafts that I have. It's hard, especially when you have two that are very similar, in a similar position in the draft, because when you hit it, the same players come up, and you're like, it just kind of takes you a second. Um, especially if you were in the same pick slot. I have two Dalvin Cook drafts that are neck and neck, (laughs) and it's, that's, that's where I fucked up, was that one. I took a guy in a bad spot. Uh, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's fun. Cause you definitely, once you do, that's the thing about doing that many drafts that you don't get to experience. Even if you have a bunch of leagues, I have picked from every slot multiple mm-hmm. times. Uh, it is weird when you start <laughs> to see, cause it's random. I mean, they just slot you in wherever, uh, picks that you, like, I just picked from the nine spot for the first time, like a couple days ago, like on my 40th draft. <laughs> Whereas I've picked, and it was a long time before I picked second, and then now I've done it like four times. It's, it's just weird the way that it works. Sometimes you kind of wonder. I've picked sixth like a thousand times, hmm. I feel like. I have Travis Kelsey on like 15 teams. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad start to have. But anyway, um, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the three trailers we just watched, and then whatever you watched. Stand by, this didn't last very long. Uh, Robin's not here today, she's doing some training. So uh, the kids are upstairs in their room. Stand by one second. Okay, we're back. Tilly uh, had some news. <laughs> I guess. Late-breaking um, late news. Yeah. She wants to swim. <laughs> well, the first thing was she wants to play something or other uh, when Robin gets home. Robin's at her safety care, safety something training. It's a three-day. Wait, the three days of fun. The school offers trainings? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> super fun. Uh, so she was, she was all worried cause it was at the elementary school and they, she thought it was in, and I think it is, uh, in the trailer outside, oh. which she thought was going to be like scorching hot. So she was worried about it. Mm-hmm. And she came home from lunch yesterday and I'm not kidding. Her lips were blue because they had, 
because it was cranked on the They AC. had the air conditioning. <clears throat> she said, I bet it's 50 degrees in there. And, like, her fingernails were, like, discolored. It was... <laughs> she took a coat back to it. Wow. Uh, Which today, but, it, w- it won't be working. So. Well, someone else... I, someone said something to them, I guess, at, at lunchtime. Because when she got back, she said they turned the they turned the air conditioning down. But she said it was... I mean, she was... She looked like she had been... It was weird because it was, <laughs> you know, it was 80 degrees yesterday. Yeah. So it just looked weird. I was like, do you have on, like... Weird lipstick, yeah, or why are, are you, you freezing she goes, cold? No, my fucking lips are blue. <laughs> because it's so it's like fifty degrees, and it was like a meat locker. That's amazing. Uh, but anyway, that's where Robin is today. Um, so Tilly wanted to play something or other. <laughs> uh, one more thing on the football. Uh, it was still the PLP draft again. I think it's the. Um, well, yeah, I scheduled it. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna guess. September 5th for maybe like 11 in the morning so that we, I don't know, we could either do it on air or just the Because our, li- our live ones usually go pretty well. <laughs> yeah, the, I I always think that that's a good idea until it's, and I, I've watched a couple of, uh, you know, people do, will, will do like the best ball drafts mm-hmm. on the, the site that I use, Underdog, um, they, they do like live streams and stuff. And the secret is to have at least one person not drafting that's on the stream. Yeah. So that they can fill the dead air. Because there's just no way, you can't, it's, it's very difficult to be trying to draft your team and be talking at the same time. So. I just, I just texted Mike. Season one winner, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. To let him know, because last year we forgot to let him know. We didn't let anyone know. That's why we won. <laughs> or <laughs> I think we were the only two that were drafting. Yeah, were but I, had a, I did not have a good draft. Um, like, like I remember uh, Mike didn't have a great, like, had an okay draft. and uh, I think they were, I take that back. They, they weren't, I think some people did do it. I don't know. I think but Rob was way. almost entirely on auto-draft, and his... He was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he had he had I think he had famously auto drafted the year before. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, we'll try to let people know this year. Uh, it, it does not taint our uh, success at all for oh, me. God no. So I, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't bother me a bit that uh, that that we beat robots. <laughs> it's not like there's we get anything but a potato that yeah. I still have not. Uh, yeah, I have we not, still have not actually made the trophy. Oh, whatever. Despite having a drawer of potatoes. Correct. I do have a drawer of potatoes. I do have a drawer of plastic potatoes uh, that were intended for that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that will be on the 5th. Um, maybe we'll record it. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just do a quick mini-sode and then, uh, I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. It's it's still two weeks away, three weeks away. Wow, it's still quite a ways away. Mm. That's the weird thing to think about because the, the way that the preseason works this year... There's a dead week. There's no fourth preseason game. So there's a two weeks of like kind of dead time between the last preseason game and the first uh, in-season game. So stuff that's happening right now and like if people have like, you know, minor injuries that pop up uh, in season all the time, you're like, oh, no, but it's still three weeks away. Yeah. His quad's probably going to be fine by mm. then unless he really strained, you know, whoever. Uh so it's it's still 
we're still quite a ways out. I mean, it's right around the corner, but we're still quite a ways out. And I'm trying, part of me saying that is that that also coincides with me having to go back to work. And yeah. I don't really want to do that. I don't either. Uh, like, I, I really don't want, I mean, I do, but yeah, I haven't it's had weird. to work for like over a year. So I know, uh, it's we, it is very weird going back. Yeah. I will say, though, because um, I had not been in a normal work environment for six years mm-hmm. when I started at school. And I adapted much faster than I thought yeah. I would. Yeah, thankfully, uh, this work environment will be very similar sure. to what I had before, only the kids don't live there, thankfully. Right. But it will still be me working with kids, you know, right. and doing a lot of shit kind of on my own, right. which is very necessary for me now. Well, and I... I if this had been a cubicle job, I, I would yeah. have not, it would not have gone well. Yeah. Huh. Notebook just fell. Is there a cat up there? There is a cat up there. What an asshole very he black, is. So it's, yeah, he's such an asshole. I didn't notice him. <laughs> Time out. All right, we're back. Uh, my cat's just the worst. Yeah, so now uh, we just have to wait that. for a call and interruption. I know. I, I should just say the... I should say Robin's cat. It's Robin's cat. <laughs> he is the... He's the weird... He is... He's an odd cat. Uh, he can't leave stuff alone. He just... He, he paces around the island in the kitchen. He's just... He's very vocal... Uh, we watched, uh, three trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hit those? Yeah, sure. Want to, want to start with the last one we watched first? Uh, yeah. Cry Macho. That is... Or, boy... Un- Unforgiven Part 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... I, 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 I got, you gotta give Eastwood credit for still making movies at fucking 91. Boy, he looks every bit of it, doesn't oh, he? Oh, Jesus, he is a skeleton. <laughs> oh, my God. He is a skeleton with skin that is just stretched over that face. Yeah. And I'm like, it seems like they're still kind of giving him a love interest in this film. And I'm like, that's just that's fucking unne- weird. That's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. He's 91. And, like, it, she's not 25, but she ain't 70 either. No, she's She's, like, in her like 50s. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, or she appeared to be. Yeah, still, He's still old enough to be her great-granddad. <laughs> And when you're 50 years old, someone old enough to be your great-granddad should not be hitting on you. At least grandfather. Minimum. Yeah. I'm like, the only thing Clint Eastwood should be sent to Mexico for is to get better health care. You know, to get some <laughs> get some pills for his arthritis Boy, that, or whatnot. That would kill him. He, that would drive him nuts. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Him, the story is he's going to rescue uh, the son of Dwight someone Dwight Yoakam's he, kid? yeah. Not really sure how Dwight Yoakam knows him or how he owes him or whatever the fuck, but it seemed okay. This is what I this is what I gathered. I gathered the Dwight Yoakam character was a rodeo promoter yeah. slash rodeo owner. Yeah, and Clint Eastwood That's basically on his hat. Yes, uh, and Clint Eastwood was the talent back in the day. Yeah, and he's just kind of kept him around as a. Because he like made him a lot of money in the fucking thirties or something. <laughs> However old Clint Eastwood has. Or he, has he probably to made Dwight Yoakam's great grandpappy <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> Honestly, grandpappy always said when you were in your fifties, you yeah. were a hell of a yeah roadie. What do they mean, call them? Buckaroos. I don't fucking rodeo know. clown writer. It would be hilarious if it turned out he was a rodeo clown. Yeah. That's what. And he one of the was. scenes is him putting on the full makeup again, like the Joker. <laughs> One Just more him, t- him in the mirror. Yeah, one more time. One more time. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, I mean, it's we've just made a better movie. I, I think I think so because I mean, it looks like he just combined Unforgiven and uh, Gran Torino. Yes, which when you think about it, Unforgiven's thirty years old, <laughs> and Gran Torino's like. 10 or 15. Oh, I think it's more than... I would say... Yeah, I would say like 2006. Hey, Google. When did Gran Torino come out? In the United States of America, Gran Torino came out on December 9th, 2008. Uh-huh. 2008, so... Still, 13 years yeah. old this year. And you're, the, and the you're unfor- like, holy shit, he looks old. The Unforgiven thing 78. Is, <laughs> is funny because, like, that movie, like you said, is 30 years old. And he was a washed-up cowboy in that yeah. movie. At 61. Because he was 60. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, holy... If this guy lives to be, like, 105, what are we going to get? Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's... I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. I know... I, I, I likely will... Oh, I say that, but I haven't watched, like, the last three Eastwood films. I, there's no way I'll get through that. I have I've very little interest. Uh, so I still, I still haven't watched The Mule. Which he plays, you know, a dr- <laughs> that's what this like is. an eighty-seven-year-old drug runner. That's what this is. It's more a combination of that and Gran Torino yeah. than well, not having than, seen it. I couldn't really make that leap. But, well, I, I was thinking, but yeah, I haven't seen it either. But I was like, isn't there another Clint Eastwood drives to Mexico movie? Yeah, and then sneaks something. But yeah, he's this time he's just muling a kid, which yeah. is worse. Yeah, because <laughs> like we said, the trailer ends on a rooster cock joke. And nothing seems more inappropriate than a 91-year-old man saying something about a 14-year-old boy's cock. <laughs> it's... I get it, it's a joke! But it also... Ooh. It was so... When, it, when, that, when that line dropped at the end, we were both just kind of like, oh. I mean, because the trailer's fine. The trailer... Yeah. You know exactly what this movie is, watching the trailer. Um... Well, certainly but even the the dumb joke at the end like doesn't even fit the rest of the trailer. Yeah. And, like it's like a serious movie. But yeah, here's a cock joke. Here's a because and we, Seth Rogen was on scene one day and <laughs> yeah, he was on, rewrote the scene for he us. He walked by one day and I thought, you know, it would be good. Yeah. Uh, and the best part is the the or the worst part is the look on ninety one year old uh, paper thin skin oh, Clint Eastwood's face when he says it he can't do like true it. facial expressions no. anymore so it's mostly just these giant eyes glaring and just, at and you teeth. and false teeth and <laughs> like you can tell he's like he thinks this joke is fucking hilarious yeah, yeah. hilarious first time in my career I've made a cock joke yeah <laughs> and he was he looked he looked so visibly thrilled to be delivering that line oh, with his eyes yeah <laughs> and you and I are just like Jesus dude that is the worst yeah so uh, yeah. the the border patrol is gonna stop you just because you're a 91 year old man with a 14 year old Hispanic fuck kid you, fuck are you doing yeah uh what's this business yeah uh yeah it's 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 it seems like an odd movie to come out. You tell you what, you watch it. You tell me if there are any more zingers like the yeah, one we yeah. caught uh, at the at the end of the trailer, yeah. and and maybe I'll reconsider. I mean, I think I think it's another Warner Brothers film. I know he's been doing Warner Brothers films for like the past whatever years. I feel like they gave him a lifetime contract to do Hoping. Warner Brothers, and then we're just like, Jesus, he wants to do another one. Will someone give him some? Bad alcohol or something like let's, let's just Man. make him stop making movies, please. Man, I thought he died. Yeah. Uh, when we gave him a lifetime contract when he was seventy, we thought we had two I movies at best. I didn't mean my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um. He. 
the other two movies, however, I am interested in. Yes. Uh, the other two were Cock, Cock Shop, Shop and, and Ghosts or Ghosts something of the Ghostland. Fuck. Prisoners of Prisoners of the, of the Ghostland. Ghostland. Yeah. I had not seen that trailer. I had seen the title. I was I recognized the title when you said it, but I had definitely not watched that trailer. Um, that looks bananas. Yeah, Prisoners of the Ghostland. It's the new Nick Cage one, which again, it's another week. So therefore, right. <laughs> right. there's a new Nick Cage movie coming out. Um, it's the third week of August, so that's like what thirty three or four Nick Cage movies this probably. year. Probably, it's got some tax bills to pay, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one looks fucking bonkers and in a good way. There's samurais. There's some Mad Max looking shit. There's Bill Mosley. There's the oh, I can never remember her name, but she was the girl with the knife legs. Yeah, in, uh, she was Kingsman. the mummy. Yeah, she was the mummy. I like her a lot. She was also in. Uh, Heavy makeup, but she was in uh, the the, sh- the last shitty Star Trek movie. Oh yeah, with the motorcycle. Yeah, and she was also in. Again, this is weird to say this. She was in Gaspar Noe's climax. Okay, <laughs> as a dancer. <laughs> uh, I just hate that he titled the film that because you know then we all have to talk about Gaspar Noe's climax. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I wish I could remember Sophia something. Yeah, that sounds she, right. She's that sounds good. Right she's a really good actress. I enjoy her. Um, and it's one of those, like, he's sent out, like, Snake Plissken style to rescue this girl that's been kidnapped and is now in the ghost land, which is, like, lawless. I mean, it almost looks like a like a Fallout game kind of mission type yeah, of thing, you know? Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's Suicide Squad-esque with yeah. he's got all these bombs strapped to him. To his balls, because they're going to go there. Uh, see, now that's where a ball joke is appropriate mm-hmm. in a movie like that. When yeah. you're when you're in a leather onesie yeah, uh, with bombs on your balls. And, and your Nick Cage. And your Nick Cage, not when you're Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Laying, it's much funnier. It's much funnier when you're sixty something, like Nick Cage, laying by the fire next to a fourteen year old boy. Yeah. Um, oh god, this makes it sound like it's a bad Canteen Boy episode. It does. <laughs> canteen Boy. If you put a neckerchief on uh, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> what, and, what'd you name your cop, Canteen Boy? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Alec Baldwin. Um, how did we get there? Oh, the the and also uh, my favorite thing about the trailer. It, and it, again, it fits the movie, and it's also giving you good information, is that it, it, it has a quote from the actor, which, think about that for a minute, mm-hmm. and tell me the last time you saw that. There's a quote from an actor in the movie. It's not just like, uh, this movie sucks, Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Yeah. It is, this is the craziest fucking, I don't think fucking was in there, this is the craziest movie I've ever done. Nick Cage. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Yeah, that's saying a lot. And the fact that they put that in the trailer is like, just dude, terrific. I, I've seen, you know, Mandy. I've seen uh, color out of the, sh- color, the shape, color of outer space. Color sh- out of space? Space, yeah. I've seen you beat Vampire's Kiss. I've seen you be in some bonker shit. Yeah. Sophia Butella is her name. Okay. Oh, Nick Cassavetes is in it as well. I wouldn't have to come up with that. The director is Sion Sono... He's a Japanese director, writer, and poet. Okay. Oh! I've seen some of his Dan shit. Dan just learned something. I've seen some of his shit. Um, he did uh, Tokyo Vampire Hotel, which I have not seen, but I've heard fun things about. Sure. Um, 
I have seen Why Don't You Play in Hell. Sure. And I've also seen Suicide Club. Damn, he cranks them out. He does like a movie a year. Well, I mean, he works with Nick Cage. you got to keep up. Yeah. They're see, perfect for each other. Seeing if I've seen anything else he's done. Yeah, because I've seen those two films, and they're like a decade apart. Yeah. So he had time. Oh yeah, I'm I'm even I'm even more excited now because again that he does some bonkers. Why don't you play in hell? It was actually a really fun movie because it was about a film crew getting in a feud with the yakuza, huh. trying to make a movie. When I, I don't know the releases on any of these or when and where and how uh, are these all? I mean, I can't imagine. The cage one is uh, September seventeenth. Is the going to be at one. your local Metroplex? I actually that wouldn't surprise me if it is. If it is, I will. Yeah. I will be going there. Apparently, they had a screening of Us this week. Uh, not Us, Old. There, this oh really? The new Shyamalan. Yeah. And one of the actresses from the film was there. Where? In in um Dover. What? Yeah. Apparently, her family just happened to be. She's like one of the the kids in the film. Really? Apparently your family just happened to be coming through, saw it on the marquee, and like stopped in and she participated in like a Q&A and shit. No way. Yeah. I'll be disappointed if it was, because uh, the girl from that movie that I really liked last year is in it. Um, the girl from Leave No Trace. The daughter from Leave No Trace is the daughter in that movie. Um... Because my friend Gibran sent me a picture, because they posted about it. And he's like, holy shit, what's going on in the dofo? And I'm like, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> Always something, man. Yeah. We're a fucking hotspot of Hollywood, you didn't know? It was Alexa Swinton. That tiny little thing. I can't see. Yeah, no, that's not her. Okay. Um, she's probably, maybe that's her as younger. Cause the other, the other, uh, the Leave No Trace and also Jojo Rabbit, she's probably, she's old. She plays she's, Maddox at age 11. Yeah, it's probably the older version of her. I was going to say, uh, it, it really doesn't matter because it's not like I have a Leave No Trace Blu-ray for her yeah. to sign <laughs> or anything like that. Because I'm, like, I'm like trying to see what she's even been in other than this. I mean, there's some stuff, nothing I've seen. Like, she was currently in the show Billions, which the, I've never seen. The problem that I have with old is, is Shyamalan. Like, it looks like a cool premise. I like the idea of it. The trailer is cool, mm -hmm. but I'm just afraid that... Yeah, and I have not heard great yeah, things about it. I've heard imagine. very... It's all, it's all right. Which, again... It's all right is not going to make me run even to my local theater to go see it. What do you think his, What do you think the problem is there? You I, know what I mean? Because the guy has interesting ideas. Yeah. Is it that? Is it that? Is it that? That's all he has is these cool ideas. Yeah, I and think, he doesn't know how to execute them. Should he just be a pitch man? I, I think he's kind of bought into his own bullshit too much. I mean, let's, I, let's be honest, sure. Six Sense and Unbreakable were both fucking brilliant, and those sure. were the first two films he put out. Yeah. So, it took, you know, a few years of him having decent films, and then fucking, like, 
Oh, there's some real turds. Like, the last airbender was just god-awful. I never even saw that, but um, I hear it's terribly unfaithful to the the source material. So it really, it wasn't for anyone. Exactly. Um, But, like, the... I don't hate the village as much as most people do. I'm okay with the village. But man, the Wahlberg one is <laughs> horrific. Yes. It is it's almost like a it's almost like a parody of a Shyamalan movie. Mm. Because when you get to like Yeah, like you you keep expecting a Wayans brother to pop up in it. Yeah. Or Anna Ferris or something like that. <laughs> and be like, ha! It's it's so dumb. Yeah. And like it's Maybe the worst casting of all time yeah. is getting Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher, as the guy who knows the stuff. And not just that, like a high school science teacher. Yeah. No one's going to believe that. No. 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 But then again, okay, he doesn't give a fuck, but Michael Bay hired him as a brilliant scientist. Yeah. Cole Yeager. Great name. <laughs> no, really. What's his name? Cole Yeager. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mark yeah, Wahlberg. No, so, yeah, Shyamalan, like I said, he had a little mini comeback there. I, I liked um, The Visit. I thought that was good. His little found footage one with the grandparents. Know, I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's fine. Two kids go to visit their grandparents that they've never met, and shit goes weird. Cool. Um, the Split was split pretty good. Split was good. Did you... I, didn't, I still have not seen Glass. I have not either. <laughs> That's all, isn't that bad? Yeah. Yeah, especially because I really liked Split, and I liked Unbreak. But again, yeah. everyone... W- Everyone was like, no, this sucked. Yeah. Like, even people who liked him and were rooting for him were like, nope, this is terrible. Yeah. And I think it's because he writes his he writes and directs his own scripts. And there's no one to go, this isn't good. You need more here. You're not Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do this. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't... Don't you think after... I mean, he's lost... A lot of people, a lot of money, I mm-hmm. would think, at this point. Yeah. I would be like, look, you you don't have total freedom here. Yeah. You're you're taking this this guy or gal with you, and they're gonna be looking over they're gonna be they're gonna look over your script. Maybe now. But but again, I would have thought that after the last airbender. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he did go through kind of a phase where he was just persona non grata in Hollywood. He didn't do anything. Yeah. He produced other shit for a while, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's Hollywood, and as many female directors will point out, men get chances to fail and fail and fail over and over again, and no one cares. His name is still going to be above the title. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I was just going to say, his name carries more weight. He also did After Earth, which was also terrible. That was him? Yeah, that was him. Good grief. Yeah, he had a three-movie run of The Happening, The Last Airbender, and After Earth. See, that should have buried him. Yeah. Does he have his own money? Like, does he put up his own money for these? I'm serious. Like, I, I, I think he did. It's weird. I think he did for The Visit. Because, again, I say that, Jesus, The Visit was only two years after After Earth. <laughs> so even then, when he makes, like... Two films in a row that just tank and cost people a lot of fucking money. Yeah. He still is directing another film within two years. That he wrote, so you assume part of the time was writing it. (laughs) 
One would think. One would think. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's... it's. And, and as a viewer, <clears throat> how many... Well, I mean, for me, it was the happening. But at what point are you just like, I'm out until someone tells me... Well, like and, you had, and, and you had I, to tell me Split was good before I watched Split. And that's Split. how I was until the visit. Yeah. Someone was, people were like, "No, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, we'll give it a shot." Um, also, to Lady in the Water was right before the happening, and I did not care for Lady in the Water. I right didn't there. even watch it because that's the one where he cast himself as the writer who must save the world. It's like Jesus. And that's where we're like, okay, come on, come on man. I think <laughs> you're buying into your shit a little too much now. Yeah. Where. You're the writer whose ideas are going to save the world. And you're in the same room with Paul Giamatti and Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> nope. I don't think we're looking to you for anything in that instance. Yeah, I never saw that one. Boy, I haven't seen a lot of them. Oh, I think you need to. No. No, 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 no you don't. No, I'm not waste my time. Um... The so did we did we really flesh out the Nick Cage and, no, and where it's going to be? No. I guess we'll I'm know. sure it'll be on VOD at the very least. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the last one is Cop Shop. Yeah, which I'm really looking forward to that. I love Joe Carnahan's films. Yeah, they're usually he makes. I mean, it, it's weird to say this, but he makes dude movies, like where it's just guys yeah. being dudes. You know, and it. Not to say that women wouldn't want to watch those movies or women wouldn't enjoy those movies, but yeah, that's not who he's making them for. I feel like at least that what this one looked like and kind of the same with what was the other Grillo one that we just watched that was good. Jesus, I can't remember. The hell's it called? Oh, um, Game Over or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, Which was also Joe Carnahan. Yeah, yeah. They're not, uh, they are, they're very guy movie, mm -hmm. but they're not douchey? Yeah. Does that? No, that totally Does makes that sense. make yeah. sense? Because um, there is definitely a version of guy movie that's just, you just want to gag yourself the mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah. Um, these are more kind of fun, mm -hmm. macho-y, yeah. I guess. But also where the character's come off as idiots. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, and I think that kind of, that takes yeah. part of it away. The, yeah, it's the, not self-serious. Yeah, the, the, that's, that's actually what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. that the, it's that the heroes uh, aren't, uh, swinging their dicks around and mm -hmm. are the, are looked at by, the thing that bugs yeah. me about those types of movies is when everyone else in the movie is just constantly yeah. fawning over them. This that is, this is not Zack Snyder's cop shop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> How many abs do you have? Yeah. Um, uh, but it's basically, you know, Frank... Does still have Gerard Butler, though. Yes. But these are the types of things I like Gerard Butler in. Yes. Um, it's, yeah. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit like Assault on Precinct 13, where a bad guy, everyone is hunting him, so he gets himself arrested, gets thrown into jail. One of the guys hunting get him gets thrown into jail alongside him, tries to kill him while in the jail. Then, then the real bad guys start showing up trying to kill them, and they kind of have to team up with a cop, right? To you know make it through the night, right? So I mean, it's it's definitely formulaic, but again, I like Frank Grillo, and I like Gerard Butler when he's doing this type of stuff. And in these types of movies, 
this is going more toward the uh, what what kind of movie it is and why these types of movies are enjoyable. The the tropiness of it is fine because you don't have to think about that stuff. Oh, no. You already know where you're at. Yeah. There's no... You're not wasting any time. You're not wasting any... check your brain yeah, at the door. You're not wasting movie. any mental energy trying to... You're not watching... You're not trying to figure out Tenet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, hold on, what day is it? There, you're, you know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's... And there, I feel like there's been a lot of those lately. Um, because I kind of lump... Uh, like Tomorrow War mm-hmm. and uh, the Batista one, which were both bad movies, but oh, way. the Army of Zombies, or yeah, whatever the fuck it was. Um, Army of, of the Dead. Out of those, the three See, movies, and that there. was where everything in it was taking was taken far too seriously. Yeah, it should have been more like yeah, yeah, right. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't like it as much as... Shit, what was the name of the Gorilla one? The Gorilla one was my favorite of that kind of I think it was genre over. lately, is it? I think it was Game Over. Um, I, would actually, I would actually re-watch that. I don't think I'll re-watch the other two. I know, I'm hoping it, because it came out Hoodoo Original. So I'm hoping it gets a DVD release. Oh, it, does other Hulu things get that? Some. That doesn't sound like it would. It's not... It's not a regular type of thing. But, I mean, come on. Because it, it is different when, um, like, Hulu or Amazon buys something. Then it will often Boss get, Level was the name. Boss Level. I knew it wasn't that. Yeah, um, yeah I really like that. Yeah, but, I mean, at the, at the very least, usually you have to wait, like, a fucking year. Yeah. For the, the exclusivity to run out. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like... The, I mean, it seems like... This was made and then just kind of dumped on Hulu because it wasn't going to get a theatrical release because of COVID. Well, and... Because <laughs> otherwise, it, I, this would have made, you know, 40, 50 million, I think. You think so? I, I Well, I wondered if... Uh, I mean, it's got this... Mel in it, so people will go see Mel, strangely. I guess. Uh, I guess, you know, based on nothing, my thinking was that this sort of environment where the streaming companies really have serious money to spend that we might get more of these things because they're not going to end up in the theater. Mm -hmm. Because this now gives you kind of a mid-level between your traditional VOD Mm -hmm. trash and uh, theatrical stuff. Because the streaming companies now have money to put behind it. So you Mm -hmm. get... Something like boss level and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I hope stuff like that uh, continue, and, and it's only going to get more like that. Uh, that was a perfect sentence. Um, you know, Netflix isn't running out of money anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Although they seem to be shotgunning, they're just spraying at the wall. And whereas it seems like Amazon and Hulu are more selective in what they... They're more selective and they're kind of more out front with, like, this is our movie this month. Whereas Netflix is like, here's ten fucking things that are Netflix originals. Yeah. Watch them all! Yeah. Or watch none of them. They we don't care. throw them out like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I apparently Robin's home. Is she Lunch. like... Well, I think she... I, I thought... Well, she said she was getting out at 12.15, but I thought that was for the last day mm. and not today. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe they just covered everything quicker than they needed to. Maybe. 
maybe it was so cold in there they all had to go home. Um, I'm going to pause and go see what's up. All right, we're back. Robin was just home for lunch. Um, where were we? We were just finishing up with uh, Cop Shop. So, yeah, I would say that's two definite watches, and then I'm all set with Clint. Yeah, I'll still watch it. Of course you will. Eventually. Um, so, uh, I mean, this is likely going to be a shorter episode than usual, because I didn't, I didn't watch anything, but what did you watch? Uh, I'm going to my... I know you watched a lot of... Uh, when I texted you the I, other day, I, I said <laughs> I asked Dan if there was anything, because I said I've still just been doing football. Uh, is there anything I should watch between now and we when we record that you've been watching? <laughs> He's like, I've just been watching Friday the 13th movies. So. Yeah, no, that was pretty much my entire week. Um, I rewatched all of them over the four-day span. Really? Yeah. First time I've done a complete like rewatch, almost entirely in order. Because I, I did want to write about the ninth one for the blog yeah. on Friday, because it was the actual Friday the 13th. And who, who could forget the And ninth Jason one? Goes to Hell was the only one that came out in the 90s, which just still mesmerizes me. Really? Eight films came out in the 80s, and then only one came out in the 90s. Because they had, and again, I did tons of research and reading into it, which is kind of what made me want to do this. Um, because. Um, especially because of, like, the Part 7 and Part 8 did not do well financially. I mean, they only cost, like, 3 and 5 million to make, but they only returned, like, 15. Yeah. Which is still fine, but Paramount isn't a studio that likes to make genre films. They do, yeah. like, prestige films. Right. So they didn't want Friday the 13th anymore. They didn't want to make anymore. Um, so they sold the rights to Jason Voorhees back to the original creator, Sean Cunningham who wrote Friday the 13th and directed Friday the 13th. Well, he directed Friday the 13th, he didn't write it. But Paramount still owns the name Friday the 13th. But now they could shop Jason Voorhees as a character to other places. Which is why part nine is Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Uh, and why part okay. ten is Jason X. Gotcha. Because They're um, no longer Friday the 13th movies? Yeah. They're Jason films. <laughs> um, Which... Because in the original film, Jason was a little boy. Yeah. So um, that's where the difference came in with copyright and whatnot. It's created, I mean, a hell of a lot of problems since. Because, like, there have been lawsuits back and forth now between who owns what. Yeah. Which is why the game... Right, right, shit, right. Why, why there hasn't been a new movie since the, the remake in, like, 2012 or some shit. Um... But what happened was they wanted to make a Freddy vs. Jason film after which is after um, part nine, which is why you see J Freddy's claw come up and pull Jason's mask down to hell. Sure. Um, part nine was not good. I believe you. Um, it's the one that barely, Jason's barely even in it because he soul switches throughout the movie. What? Y yeah, it, shit got <laughs> weird. Um so they wanted to make a Freddy vs. Jason film, only at that point Wes Craven had just come back to make New Nightmare. So they're like, well, we're going to put Freddy vs. Jason on hold to make New Nightmare. And then, then shit got really crazy, because you think this type of movie would just be put together on the quick. There were over 17 scripts for Freddy vs. Jason before it got made, because... And, and this is what it reminded me. This was The Rock versus Vin Diesel. Ah. Uh, 
where the creator of Jason, um, Sean Cunningham, didn't want to do a dirty to his boy, you know? Right. And Michael DeLuca, who was the executive of New Line in charge of the Freddy films, didn't want Freddy to lose or look like a punk. So they threw so... And I'm, I've, I've been reading a book called Slash of the Titans, which yeah. is about those 17 scripts and how it eventually... Some of those ideas are fucking bonkers. <laughs> uh, some are I am very glad they didn't get made. And by the time it ended up getting made in like 2002 or 2003... It was fine. It was way too slick looking, you know, for that type of movie. Uh, they had some terrible... Like, they cast one of fucking Destiny's Childs in it. And, not, and it wasn't Beyonce. <laughs> one, of, one of Destiny's children. Yeah. I mean, she was fucking awful in it. I mean, it was a fine movie, but, you know. I don't know how to ask this question other than this way. Other than the obvious to cash in, what's the point after a certain point? To cash in. Because they're not... No. They're not, like... Well, I mean, they've tried... Like, the first four are, like, a quin, like a quintilogy, almost. Quadrilogy. Okay. Um, but, like, when you start talking four, about soul-switching and yeah, stuff... Yeah, because like, part four ends with Jason dying, killed by Corey Feldman. Right. And then the next one... Talk about going out like a punk. Oh, Corey Feldman <laughs> fucked him up. <laughs> Four is actually my favorite one. Four was really good. Because they were just going for it. Because they're like, this is the last one. And then with the fifth one, they it was a fake Jason. Basically, Tommy Jarvis, the guy who killed the kid who killed Jason, has now grown up and has some fucking trauma. So he's at like a camp crazy, you know, like a group home type of situation. And the film begins with Tommy arriving and one of the other kids that is there killing another kid. And you later learn, spoilers that the kid's father was the EMT that showed up and, like, saw his kid dead, so decided to use the Jason legend to kill all the other kids as, like, revenge. So okay. I kind of liked that. Okay. But, again, it's still more about Tommy working through his trauma of, I killed this fucking guy ten years ago, and here he is again. And then part six was supposed to be Tommy taking over the role of Jason, and they chickened out. So Tommy revives Jason. Jason lives through like a Frankenstein fucking, you know. What sticks is, him, sticks what him with is a, Jason? At first he was just a guy. He was like a mutant almost, you know, who just kept, you know, could take some injuries, and but just kept living and was all fucked up and shit. Then once they revived him Frankenstein style, then he's like a living dead. Then he got, at the end of six, he got shackled and dragged down to the bottom. no. No, part six, how did he fucking die? <laughs> Shit, I can't fucking remember. But part seven, he fought a psychic girl. Okay. So it was like, you know, I was okay with that. Because it's like, okay, well, Jason's now obviously a supernatural being of some sort. Right. Might as well let him fucking fight someone with telekinesis. Right. Made for fun. But then after that one, again, Jason t took Manhattan. Correct. Where he that was, I've seen. Where he was only in Manhattan for like the last 30 minutes of the film. Because, you know, they took a yacht. Yes. A cruise from a lake. Right. To Manhattan. Right. As you do. Sure. Um, it was awful. It was just poorly written, poorly directed. Just a bad idea. And at the end of it, they killed him again. And then part nine, start, part nine is actually kind of clever at first. 
Because even though they killed him at the eight, in 8, this one kind of ignores that. Where the opening scene of the movie is him chasing after this co-ed, and then it turns out, nope, he was set up by the special forces who then blow his ass up. Okay. And that's when <laughs> the coroner eats Jason's heart and becomes imbued with Jason's <laughs> essence and soul and then goes and starts killing people. Because Jason has to return to the body of a Voorhees. So it's all about him seeking what? out Why? again. Because mm. he's he's Hell's assassin at this point. But he, yeah, he needs to get back in the body of a Voorhees. And the problem is, there's only one living relative, or two, a woman and a little baby. So it's very much like <laughs> fucking, you know, the movie Fallen, where, Jay, where he's just switching from body to body to body as he kills people. What, uh... What is Michael Myers? <laughs> At first, he's just a man. <laughs> this is how all these stories start. No, it really is. First, in he's one just and two, dude. he's just the embodiment of evil. He is a man who is just evil. Yeah. Three, he's not in. Right. Four, he's back. Right. And it turns out it's because he continually gets revived by a cult, the Thorn, who are using him to do their dirty work. Oh, because originally, we talked about this before. We talk about this all the time. I. Uh, because originally it was supposed to be an anthology, right? Yeah. And he was... It was part three. Well, yeah. with part one, yes. Carpenter didn't want to do sequels. Right. But he was contractually obligated to write the second one, but someone else directed the second one. The second one's fine. The third one I like, but again, it's just... At that point, they're like, fuck it, let's just make anthologies. Yeah. And then it tanked. Nobody went to fucking see it, because people are like, where they the fuck is my They didn't get it, right. Yeah. So that brought him back for part four, and that's where they went with the weird-ass cult fucking story. Um, for four, five, and six. Um, then seven was Halloween H2O, 20 years later. That one I've seen. Which kind of ignores... This is like 97, Four, five, right? six. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because it's the one that had, like, Josh Hartnett in all of them. Cool. Um, and at the end of that, she kills Jason. I mean, Michael. Right. Except for part eight, it wasn't really Michael. No. Michael had switched clothes with an EMT. EMTs just keep fucking coming up in these. Um, yeah, and then he goes after again, and yeah, it's fucking terrible. And then, then we get the Rob Zombie remakes, which were not good. And now we've got the new ones, which take place immediately after part one. Well, not immediately. 30 years later. But everything from two to, like, nine is ignored. Um, and Freddy is a ghost, right? No, he's a demon. He's a dream demon. Or he's powered by dream demons. Wasn't... Uh, let me ask it this way. <laughs> is he or is he not a person that was a real person that died? Yes. So he's a ghost. No, he's a dream demon. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking ghost. But part of that isn't fully explained until, like, part... Five with the dream child? Huh. <laughs> so there's a separate entity that, that powers Freddy. That gives him his ability yes. to sometimes kill people only in their sleep and then sometimes not. And sometimes Well, he can also sometimes able... get come out into the real world like he did in part two. Yeah. Um, when he came out it's through a the little, gay kid. It's a little fuzzy... Uh, what his powers are. Oh, yes. Well, that's 
why they pumped them out so much. Because they're like, well, if we only give you a year, you hopefully won't think about it for too long. Yeah. Yeah. But again, there's a reason most of those died deaths in the 90s. Like, Yeah. Almost all the 80s franchises tanked in the 90s. Well, because the people that loved them were now like in their mid-20s and were like, wait a second. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Much like how grunge beat out that's, metal. That's, <laughs> that is stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen, I've seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Although I, I'm, I probably have never like sat down and watched it like beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for that. I think out of those three franchises, that's the one I've probably seen the least hmm. of, as far as. I could also just be, because I've seen the clip of, of I was going to say Rob Lowe, of Johnny Depp getting pulled a, yeah. a million times. Maybe that's, maybe I haven't even seen the fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> Friday the 13th, I know I've seen, because Jason Those Takes Manhattan always was on HBO, on HBO a lot, because that was like 88, were. right? Yeah. yeah. 89. Yeah, so that would have been right in that time period. Yeah. And uh, the other ones always were as yeah. well. You know what I saw? I saw, uh, where the hell was I? Or what was I looking at that it was, uh, but uh, Jaws 3D, that took oh, me yeah. back to. I watched that lately too. Is that the one that's at like a, a water park? The, the theme park, yeah. yeah. I, I, actually at SeaWorld. SeaWorld gave them their name for that. Huh. Which, fucking balls, man. I, 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 that's the sort of thing that, um. Uh, you would think a company would never, ever do. But beforehand, I would have been like, that would be a great fucking move. Yeah. Do it. No one's going to think that there's yeah. a shark at SeaWorld. But this is good advertisement. Yeah. Turned out uh, the movie wasn't very good. No, but yeah, it came out like right as SeaWorld in California, wherever, was coming out. Yeah. Too. Like, cool. it's good. Well, it had been around for a while, but this is like, they were doing like a new, like... Yeah. We've updated everything. It's no longer just SEAL shows. <laughs> they were doing a new, we yeah. now have killer great white sharks yeah. uh, attraction. And Dennis Quaid. And Dennis Come meet Quaid. Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr. Right. Oh, Lou Gossett Jr.'s in that? Yeah. Just he don't, was, just he don't, was in everything. In just that. don't call him Chappie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lou Gossett Jr. was, it was cause he's one of those actors who was everywhere in the 80s. And then gone. Yeah, and then gone. Well... I like. I have no idea, but I like to think you're gonna look up and make sure he's alive, aren't you? I think he is. Before yeah, before um, I'm like, what the fuck happened to? Him? Oh, he apparently died of cancer in '89. No, I, I think he's still alive. I like to think that he's the type that was like he got to a certain point. He's like, all right, I'm done. I've done it. I'm retired. Yeah, he's still alive. Good for him. Jesus, he was born in '36. So not young. He is not doing Clint he's Eastwood 85. type stuff. Now. Yeah, he's not ready to do Clint Eastwood stuff. He's not old enough to. Yeah. He's not yeah. old enough to do... Let me see things. what his last fucking thing was. Jeez, he still has 208 credits. Well, I believe that. They he were... plays Pastor Jim in a movie from 220. <laughs> that that 212 credits, like 208 of them took place between oh, 82 right. and 88. He was in the Watchmen TV show. I forgot he was in that. I still haven't watched that. Isn't that terrible? No, dude is still working. Oh, good for him. He was on an episode of Y50. Episode of Happen Leonard. I could see that. Like, hey, Lou, we need you for a day. He's like, all right. Voice the voice of God and come to the garden. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's. He hasn't, from the looks of it, had a major movie role. 
in a long time. What about Jason Gedrick? Oh. How's he doing? Jason Gedrick from Iron Eagle and American Anthem. That dude was everywhere in like the mid eighties. What I'm talking about. He's. It's... I actually think I saw him uh, like on a on a box box art scrolling through Voodoo not too long ago. He was on one episode of the Lethal Weapon TV show. Nice. One episode of Criminal Minds. Six episodes of Major Crimes. These are all shows that I have never seen. Five episodes of the more recent Beauty and the Beast. One episode of Justified, which I've seen all those and I didn't even recognize them. Eight episodes of Bosch. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of TV work. Ten episodes of Dexter? Jesus, I don't remember him on that at all. I bailed on Dexter after two seasons. You made the smart move. (laughs) It did not get better. Yeah, he's still working. Good for him. Six episodes on Desperate Housewives. That seems perfect. Episode of The Ghost Whisperer. Yeah, he, he's, well, he's been, just been doing... He's been uh, doing a lot of TV work. Trash network TV. 24 episodes of Boomtown. That's right, I remember that. What's Boomtown? It's like a cop crime show. What? A crime show on network? About L.A. What? Uh-huh. I'm sick of looking at the old... I'm going back to his old stuff. So I'm, sick, I'm sick of looking at this new bullshit. When he was in his... Extra and Bad Boys and Risky Business. Oh, I rewatched Risky Business late, recently. The Tom Cruise one. Yeah, yeah. That holds up. Yeah. That's surprisingly still good. Because hmm. I can remember... Okay, I'll, this is my Risky Business. My, my lifelong... Has been my lifelong Risky Business take was I feel like I was probably too... Because it was, like, naughty to watch it. I remember not being that... I remember thinking it was kind of boring. Maybe I need to watch it as an adult. Yeah. Because I probably didn't get a lot of it. No, probably there's a lot of prostitution stuff going on. Because I was probably 10. Yeah, there's a a lot of sex work happening in that. So, yeah, you probably... You know what? His his, uh, major years were not nearly as long as we thought they were. Was it just Iron uh, Eagle? Iron Eagle was in 86. Iron Eagle 2 in 88. And then he was in Born on the Fourth of July in 89. And then Backdraft in 91. I forgot about him in Backdraft. And then that's really it. So Jason Gedrick did not have the career everyone expected of him. Iron Eagle was not the top gun that they thought it was going to be. But Jesus, we all thought it was. Oh, yeah. We fucking loved Iron Eagle. Watched, it was like, I cannot it was, remember how many times I watched that gun. Uh, it was top gun with cooler kids. action. With kids. And cool music. Because these kids hijacked planes oh and went gosh. to fight, went to rescue his dad in like fucking Afghanistan or some oh, shit. It was so... How did they get there? They flew. In an F-16? Sure. That's like Wonder Woman levels dumb. Well, I ch- yeah, that, that's exactly yeah, what they yes. did in Wonder Woman. They fucking flew a fighter jet like 12,000 miles on one tank. Like, sure, why not? That, that might as well happen. Uh, yeah, because the rest, and that's what I'm going to get hung up on. The rest of Iron Eagle is so believable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everything else tracks perfectly, except for how did they get there? Yeah. I think Chappie flew with him, too. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Chappie had to go. And then you thought 
Chappie died, died but he doesn't. He, but he doesn't. I have to rewatch that. No. I, I haven't seen that in like 30 years. So. Isn't Treat Williams the dad? Oh. Is it? That's a good question. It's either Treat Williams or... That would be a great pull by Rob, me. Or like Robert Urich, you know? It's definitely not Robert Urich. It could be Robert Urich. I'm going to say it's Treat Williams. Right. Or someone who looks just like Treat Williams. Come on. Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Dan's looking it up. Whoa, Melora Hardin's in it. Really? Yeah. Now I have to rewatch it. Dan. How old would she have been? My gosh. She had to have been a kid. She must be one of the teenagers. <laughs> Shawnee Smith is it? Wow. I mean, it's actually kind of a decent cast. Tan everywhere. Jan everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not... I don't think his dad... Gosh, I think his dad was a look Just a rando? Yeah. God damn it. Are but you I on mean, Letterboxd? Yeah. Well, I'm on uh, IMDb. I mean, it's got Larry B. Scott, who most people know as Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. Right. It's got Jeffrey Levine, who most people know as Styles from uh, Teen Wolf. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> I hate that guy. Uh, I hadn't thought about him in a long time. What year was Iron Eagle? 86. Michael Bowen, who most people just know from Kill Bill as the... Uh, the RN who drove the pussy wagon. Cool. Yep. As Buck, who likes to fuck. He was also in this. And then again, Melora Hardin. Hmm. Uh, Chino Fats Williams, who went by Slappy, who most people know from Weird Silent Science, as the, uh, kick your in the family Jews. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Shawnee Smith, who was in The Blob and uh, The Stand. She was the crazy one in The Stand. Not Nadine, but the other one. The one who assaulted Rob Lowe and yeah. uh, Tom. So it's got a ton of people in that movie. But yeah. It does not... I know. I have no idea who played the dad. Yeah, it, Tim Thomerson. Because it would have been Ted Masters. Oh! And Tim Thomerson was from... Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Nope. Fade to Black? Nope. Near Dark? Scanners. Trancers? No, Trancers! Jack Death. He played Jack Death and Trancers. See, now, I would have thought that was Treat Williams looking at that, the Trancers uh, box art. Tra Trancers would also start a very young Helen Hunt. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, fi it's filled with, like, 80s character character actors, and then again, The Office's Mulder. He was also in Who's Harry Crump? Who's Harry Crumb? I, I don't remember fuck all about that movie except it stars John Candy. He was also in Rhinestone with Dolly Parton and Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, he was, uh, there was also a Trancers 2. Oh, yeah, there's Trancers 1 through 4. Okay. Well, I actually have them. I didn't know that. TJ actually uh, let me have his set. Oh, yeah, see, there's Trancers 3, Death Lives. I actually really enjoyed the Trancer films that I remember. He, I, I can't tell you which one is which until I rewatch them. He's also in Brain Smasher, With those, starring Andrew Dice Clay. Those have to wait for next year, though. Andrew Dice Clay? No, uh, like transfers and stuff, because what I'm doing for the vlog next year 
is revisiting films that I liked that I haven't seen in like 30 years. Ah. So stuff like Trancers. Kind of fun. Yeah, I think it will be. Because, yeah, stuff like Trancers, I remember like, oh, that was awesome. It's going to be, do you think you'll have a hard time finding stuff that you oh, like, no, I've, have not I've, watched? I've been gathering them. Yeah. The problem is now that they're at my house, like what I get in the mail yesterday, Turk 182. Yeah. I got my DVD of Turk 182, starring Robert Urich uh, <laughs> and Timothy Hutton. Uh, is now that they're in my house, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch it. But it's like, no, I've got to set you aside for next year. Well, see, I, I, I can't remember why it came across what we were looking up. I think we saw something that had Tanya Roberts in it. And I mentioned Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. And Robin had never heard of it. Mm. Well, she's not the right age. No. Um, it, it, that's pretty much a You had to have HBO in the 80s or TBS and watch it regularly in the early 90s. Um, and she died this year. That's what yeah. it was. She died this That's what it was. She died this year. She had like a weird... It was a weird thing, too. Yeah. The first people didn't think she was dead. Then she was right because she was on and like, like the Bismarck thing. She was like, where, like people were like, was, are they dead? No, they're not dead. Oh, yeah, now they're now dead. they're dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was like on life support for a couple days or something. Mm-hmm. It was a weird thing though. Whatever was, I think whatever it wasn't like a. a I, it's gonna turn out to be cancer or something. Watch, but um, yeah, but it was like it came yeah, on rather quickly. Uh, it was sepsis from a UTI. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. So like. But again, that had to have been a long-term UTI to get septic. <laughs> yeah, she was out hiking in December 2020 and developed lower intestinal pain and difficulty breathing. And probably did not go to the hospital for it. Not till the next day. Huh. So anyway, uh, that's what it was when she passed away. I, I said something to Robin about Beastmaster, and she's like, what? <laughs> I said, well, you see, there was this movie with Mark Singer and Rip Torn. Yep. And John Amos? Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of, I started describing it to her, and she tuned out very quickly. Well, if you ever need like, it, I have the deluxe four-disc 4K Blu-ray set that Vinegar Syndrome put out. It's fucking amazing. It's got, see, now, that's it's what got I... Di- it's got different cuts. It's got behind-the-scenes footage. It's got documentaries. That's one I probably have not... Did it come with a code? No. Vinegar Syndrome does not do the codes, unfortunately. Uh, that's probably one that I haven't... I, I bet I haven't, I haven't watched that since... Yeah, it had been a very 80s. long time since I had seen it. But as soon as they like announced it, I was like, fuck yeah. I need that. Yeah. I'm telling you. Vinegar Syndrome putting up that in Hell Comes to Frogtown. I was like you will have my business for the rest of my life now because you put out those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of that one either until I and I mentioned it to you a while. It was a while back now, I guess, but uh, I listened to the How Did This Get Made on Frogtown. It's mm-hmm. oh, something it's else. Super cool. At the Joe Bob thing I went to, the Hoot Nanny right? in Pennsylvania, the, the guys who own Vinegar Syndrome were there because oh. they had like a little tent set up. They're pretty much our age. Yeah. They're, just, they're just dudes who like oh, terrible fucking movies, get the rights to them, and then put out special editions that that film should never have. Why don't we do that? I don't know. Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Plus they've scooped up all the good ones. Yeah. I know. We make our own shitty movies. 
put them under the name M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. That will get people butts and seats. <laughs> They'll be bad, so no one will notice. <laughs> Somewhere there's still a VHS there of uh, the film I did for Russ, Russ Carey's history class about crime and punishment. Uh, like, I did one of those. Period in times. I did the, yeah. Somewhere that still exists. Probably not, though. I don't know. My mother fucking kept, keeps... Fucking the last time I went over, she handed me my fucking fingerprints. Fingerprint card from when I, like, we were in, like, second or third grade. It was when everyone thought we were all going to get kidnapped right. and murdered, and they right. were doing, like, the... And that fingerprints would save us somehow. Yeah. All it's going to do is help identify, identify the, body. the body. Yeah. Cool. But, thanks, Mom. But thanks. Glad to know you'll identify my nine-year-old corpse yeah. due to my fingerprints. And in this scenario, we have decomposed to the point that we're unrecognizable. Or our, or our face or head and or head isn't there. Correct. <laughs> or they've just found a hand. Yeah. So none of these outcomes are good. Awesome things for like a nine-year-old to think right. of. Right. Because, you know, right. we didn't really think we were going to get kidnapped and brutalized at that age. Turns out it wasn't really for our safety. It was so the fucking cops could have a catalog of all our prints. Yeah. Thanks, bitches. Thanks, Milo PD. will take our fucking blood. But yeah, my mother found my record. She's like... Think they'll take this for your school? I'm like, no, no, no. Those are the fingerprints of a nine-year-old. Yeah, but my hands are a little bigger <laughs> yeah. now. It would be funny if you just brought those here. <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> my, my fingerprints from when I was nine. Might as well just bring me fucking paw prints. <laughs> uh, so it would not surprise me if one of these times my mother's like, I found these old VHS <laughs> VHS tapes. What's on them? Shit! Don't watch that. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Don't watch the one labeled homework. That's <laughs> not what that is. Uh, what else we got? Um, did you catch any of the Field of Dreams game this past week? No. I it heard, was fucking... Heard about it. It was fucking cool. Yeah? Um, games... Because, again, um, they built this the field in Iowa. Right. It's the first Major League Baseball game to ever take place in Iowa. Right. Which is kind of cool. Um, totally sm- makes sense, though. Small stadium. It's only like 8,000 seats. Um... It was broadcast. It was the lar- highest viewership of an MLB regular season game ever, in like forever. Really? Yeah. Um, I, the the game sense. started with Kevin Costner walking out from the center field corn, right, and then giving like the you know heaven is real blah 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 speech, and then the Yankees and the White Sox come out through the corn in center field, which looked fucking awesome. Kevin Costner's a treasure. He is. Uh, the White Sox uniforms were the the outf- the uniforms from that movie. Sure. Um, the Yankees uniforms were older Yankee uniforms, but they always looked the fucking same. The Yankees have not really changed no. their uniforms ever. Um, it's always been like the gray with the New York written on the for the away, and then the you know the NY pinstripes. Um, it was a good game. It was like a walk. Uh, Tim Anderson had a two run walk off homer to win it all. So fireworks went off and shit. Fireworks went off, caught the corn on fire, everyone ran out That's screaming. A, that is the first thing I thought. because Everyone like, ran screaming. There's a corn maze past oh, the yeah, outfield. Sure. And I'm like, the fireworks are going off. I'm like, yeesh. Hope they hose those down first. Yeah. Hope everything's pretty wet. Um, but it was sort of like Gene Carlos Stanton, when he walked out of the corn, had like a corn a cob, like a corn cob stuck in his back pocket. He took a piece of corn as a souvenir. Huh? And I'm like, I would have too. Shit. You know? Good idea. It was right Ray Liotta there? No. Um. Hardly worth showing up then. <laughs> was Wilfred Brimley there? No. Ray Liotta was, was probably Wilford in Wilfred Brimley the... in Field of Dreams? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, Ray Liotta's probably in the wrong cornfield. 
right? <laughs> he yeah. was in like Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've been here for forty five fucking minutes. <laughs> There's no baseball, no nothing. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a good game. It was well received. It was just cool. Good. I I kind of hope they do that like every year. And that was kind of like when they the when the NHL does outdoor games. Yeah, exactly. Because um, people were talking, and it's like you know, it was the because now the memes are out there. The New York Yankees are the only team to ever lose in Iowa. Mm. You know, um, but again, while most people were talking about this for like a week or so, apparently in Iowa it was like a big fucking deal. Oh, I bet. Well, like, imagine. I mean, imagine if there was a major league game in Bangor. Yeah, it would be a big fucking deal. Well, that's what people people are like. Why don't they do this? Like the yeah. the one thing that baseball has over every other sport is the breadth of teams and games. Yeah. You have 100... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Each team plays 162 fucking games. It's not a monumental... Why are you playing 82 games at home and 82 away? Why not take, like, three of those games? Like, you know... Well, it's like why the NFL. not have a monthly series at the Field of Dreams game? Yeah. Um, it's like the NFL going to London. Yeah, well, Major League Baseball did, too, with the Yankees and... The Red Sox, but I, I get them not wanting to do that because it's like shit. Well, now you got to fly for twelve oh, yeah. fucking hours to play a game for three days and then come back. But yeah, why doesn't a major league team play at a minor league stadium right. once a year in a state that doesn't have a team? That would be fucking huge if the Red Sox played a three game set in Portland. Mm. It'd be giant. And team and like especially when you think of like the South, like. North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee. Oh, where all yeah, where all those all those minor league teams yeah. are. Yeah, right. why not have a three game series for, of Major League Baseball there? Yeah, why not? You know, it's Undercover Boss Week. You right. know, <laughs> where your Durham Bulls are actually, you know, whatever the fuck the Durham Bulls minor league major league affiliation is. I don't really know. Don't care. But why don't you have a Bull Durham game? Yeah, you know. I mean, you can't do that too often because there's just not that much. <laughs> but imagine how many jerseys you'd sell. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can just... Think about the merch. Have a Kevin Costner for the love of the game day. Right. Have, have a Kevin Costner Bull Durham day. Costner, you need to go make another baseball game. Maybe. Have a Kevin Costner Bull Durham in the morning and then uh, in the afternoon have fucking, him be the GM of the Browns yeah. and do a football game. Fucking Red, Redford is still alive. Do a natural game somewhere. What was that team's fucking name? The Knights, the Knights or some or shit. Something, yeah. yeah. Baseball, you're missing an opportunity here. Especially where there's a possible dum, stri- dum. strike looming next year. Oh, cool. Because there's another collective of bar- bargaining agreement coming up. And They do every 10? Pretty much. Yeah. Whenever there's almost a strike or an actual strike. But I mean, last strike almost killed baseball yeah. in 94. Yeah. And they did not have a World Series that year. And that's right. prob- probably the year Montreal would have won. Yeah. Because that was a Pedro and Vlad Guerrero Jr. team. When like, they were like 20. Yeah, they were fucking phenomenal. Exciting. And they would have likely went to the World Series. At the very least, they were going to be the, the best team in the National League. Yeah. They were a playoff team, without a doubt. And that was when they only had two divisions, pretty much. So, I think that was like one of the last years they only had two divisions in each league. Yeah. I think that was before everybody realigned. But, yeah, yeah. Major League Baseball, get on this. Do some cool shit, shit to bring more people to the game. Because baseball is not as cool as it once was. No. Well, it's I, well, I, it's fun going to a game. Like, I, yeah. we had a blast at the at the Sea Dogs game. But, man... Just the way baseball is played now is just, it's so 
Uh, and it was it's always been a boring game, but now it's like I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's not as fun to watch anymore for me. Well, there's talks like because uh, one thing I like with baseball that they do now is they play with the rules in minor league, like triple A and sure. double and like single A ball. Sure. They're like okay, and apparently one of the things they're thinking about doing is moving the mound back. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because oh, three no, three outcomes it's, suck. It's yeah. I don't want to watch games where yeah. it's all home runs, right. walks, or strikeouts. I don't right. want to watch that. Right. That's very fucking boring. Yeah. And you're not. I mean, <laughs> ever since the sticky stuff started coming off the baseballs, yeah. um, some dominant pitchers have not been so dominant. Right. Right. Um, so. At least they're taking steps in the right direction because the beginning of the year is like Christ Almighty. Yeah. Teams are hitting two twenty as yeah. a team. That's fun. Yeah, you got to do something. The guys are throwing too hard now for the mound to be that close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Move it back, like. Yeah, and I mean they lowered the mound when Bob Gibson was just dominant. right. Yeah, they ch- one guy right. was dominant. Yeah. Now you have a everybody has at least one person on their team who is nearly fucking unhittable. If they're if they're on, I wonder how that would be if if the pitcher's mound if it was like softball pitcher's mound just flat ground. The only thing I Wouldn't worry about the anymore. only thing I worry about with that is it would ruin mechanics. Yeah, because yeah, because everyone you're, everyone has your throwing motion is completely different now. Right. I mean, moving it back, you're still something that's a strike at sixty feet six inches is gonna still be close to a strike at seventy feet. Yeah. I mean, at like sixty one, sixty two feet, or sixty two feet. Sure. Yeah. It's still going to be close. You know, you might have to work on your curveball and how hard you throw it and where it drops type of thing. You can adjust. Yeah, but that's, you do that in the offseason. That's the kind of thing that sucked with the sticky stuff is they did it midseason. Yeah. So guys who had been using it, um, Christ, the guy who plays, he's a Ray, Tyler Taylor or something. Like, he, he ruined his elbow. Yeah. Because... He had been used to the sticky stuff, which wasn't illegal. Right. So he, in order to make his pitches work, he had to snap his arm a little harder. And one one game into it, blew out his fucking elbow. Yeah. Because, again, trying to throw fucking sinkers and cutters at 99 miles an hour. Tyler Glass now. Right. Yeah. Um, it's going to ruin your fucking elbow if you tweak it even the least. Right. Which, again, almost every pitcher now has Tommy, Tommy John. I mean, yeah, Chris Sale just right, came back from it. Right of passage. Yeah. Sign a big contract. You don't play for two years while your elbow recovers. Here comes Tilly. All right, we got anything else? No, I think we covered everything. Nice. Yeah. All right. Draft in two weeks. Uh, we'll be back next week. There's Tilly.